Let's welcome those who are joining us across America on the live stream today. People are tuning in. Come on. Let's welcome those. So glad to. Whether you're in Missouri or Illinois, Michigan, uh, California, uh, Florida, a lot of different places, uh, maybe even just put it in the chat wherever you're watching from. Uh, we're glad to have you with us uh, today. And uh, thank you for sharing these messages as well. As we're in this 21 days of prayer that we launched last Sunday and will be in until the end of the month that culminates on the 31st, uh, we're looking at how God speaks to us. And many times God's already been speaking to me during these early morning prayer times uh, from six to eight as the building is opened up and we can come and just find a place of prayer. And then on Wednesday night from seven to eight to come together and allow the Lord to speak to us as well in the middle of the week. And I hope that you'll be a part of that. But I've always, you know, just in natural speaking, uh, I, I've always felt like I've had, got pretty good hearing. Anybody with me? You know, I, I feel like I hear pretty Pretty well. As a matter of fact, I feel like sometimes I have kind of sensitive ears when there's loud noises, things of that nature. Uh, but my daughter has great hearing. Okay, she has great hearing because uh, my wife and I, we can be in our, not just our bedroom, but the bathroom off of our bedroom, and we can be talking low key, just, you know, real soft voices. And she is down the hall in her bathroom and comes in repeating everything we just said. It's like, seriously? You just heard that? We weren't talking to you. You know, well, I know, but I heard it. And during these 21 days, how many of you want great hearing? You don't want just good hearing. You want great hearing. You want to be able to hear what God has to say. We're going to look at a story. We're going to check out a story that I love in the Old Testament. It comes from 1 Samuel chapter 3, and it's about Samuel, the author that many Bible scholars believe who wrote this uh, discourse, both 1 Samuel and second book uh, of 2 Samuel. Uh, we're going to see how he got started, and we're going to see what happened in his early life that caused him to be so sensitized to hearing from God. 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 1, the Bible says, The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. Let me just say, when something's rare... Uh, it's valuable. And, and so th this, it was valuable to be able to hear from God. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak he could barely see, was lying down in its usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. So here is Eli, the, the father figure. He's the priest of the Lord uh, sleeping in the Lord's presence in the tabernacle that had traveled through the wilderness. It's still being uh, occupied. They still have the Ark of the Covenant there. That's still the point of meeting with the Lord. That's where they would go. It's like their church, if you will, where the, they felt the presence of God was. 
And then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, here I am. You called me. But Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Verse 6, again the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am. You called me. My son, Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord in a relational way, okay? The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up, went to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. And then Eli realized, okay? He finally comes around and discerns that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, go and lie down. And if he calls you, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. And the Lord came and stood there calling as at the other times. Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, speak, for your servant is is listening. Well, if you don't get anything else today, would you get that prayer? And would you make it your prayer this week? Speak, for your servant is listening. And the Lord said to Samuel, see, I am about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who hears about it tingle. Now, understand, Samuel is about 12 years old and he's wanting to get close to God, and it's rare for God to reveal himself at that point in time. People weren't very receptive. It wasn't that God wasn't talking, but people weren't listening. But Samuel tunes in and listens, and he hears from God, and then there's a message that's relevant to his life. I mean, it's relevant to what God's going to do next. So in verse 15, Samuel lay down until morning. He didn't go back to Eli. And then he just went about his task to open the doors of the house of the Lord. And I just want to stop right here and thank all the elders who are helping us during these three weeks of the 21 days of prayer who are coming here early in the morning before six o'clock to get all the doors open, the soft music in here, the lights turned on. Come on, somebody help me thank them for doing that. They're doing exactly what Samuel did. They're opening the doors of the house of the Lord. And he was afraid to tell Eli the vision. How many of you can remember when Redial came in? Anybody remember that? When, when all of a sudden, you, your new phone, okay, not, not the phone in your pocket, all right? We didn't, we didn't even have that phone. But, but the phone in your house, right? The one with the big antenna on it. Anybody with me here? Uh, you know, you stretched it out, and, and, and that, that phone had a new button on it called redial. That was an awesome button. Come on, somebody. No longer 
did you have to dial that whole number again? All you had to do, you know, if the number was busy, you just hit redial. But I am so glad that God has redial. How many are glad that God doesn't just call you once, but God will call you again? God will speak to you again. Just ask Jonah. And Jonah was a preacher. He didn't have any good stories. He wasn't funny. Uh, people didn't really, uh, weren't overly attracted to him. Seems like he kind of stayed to himself. And matter of fact, he didn't even like people. Okay, he didn't even like people. And yet, God spoke to him over and over again because God will call you back. He will call you back. And, and God here, he announces what he's going to do. How many announcing parents do we have today? How many announcing parents are watching right now that, that you're an announcing parent? You, you're like this. You're, I'm about to get up out of this chair. I, I, you don't even want me to get out of this chair right now. Huh? Are you with me? And God announces what he's going to do. He tells Samuel, here's what's coming next. And, and you know, when we talk about God speaking to people and revealing things to people, helping us to know what we need to do, what steps we need to take, what decisions maybe we need to make in our lives, what, what's coming next so that we can be better prepared, better able to handle it. Uh, you may feel like, well, I'm not anything that God would speak to me. Yeah, I'm kind of a roller coaster Christian. Yeah, I'm up on Sunday, but boy, by the middle of the week, a lot of times I, I've started losing it. I, I'm not as good as I was on Sunday. Uh, you know, I, I'm not a good prayer. You know, I know the church is open from 6 to 8 in the morning, but somehow, someway, I wind up not making it there. I, I'm not that good a Christian. I'm, I'm, I'm just not perfect. I, I'm, just, I'm just not as generous as I should be, I hear all these things, how we're helping homeless people and how we're helping save women and children from, from sexual trafficking. And I think I should be more generous toward those things than what I am. And you know what? Here, here's what I believe. I believe God knows everything about you. There's no secret to him. And so when you think, well, I think God will speak to them but God speak to me? Really? I want you to know that when I read the Bible, what I find is God speaks to regular people. He speaks to regular people. And he even speaks to people who don't obey him the first time. And he speaks to people who don't obey him the second time. And he'll, he'll speak to people even when you're not listening to him the third time. Am I helping somebody? I mean, four times he comes and he speaks. How many of you, you know, when we talk about calling people, how many of you, you have some people that when you call them, you hope they won't answer? 
You're, you're in the chat right now, all right? Don't, don't type their name, but, but you know who they are, right? You, you're secretly hoping, oh, don't answer, don't answer, don't answer. You know, I hope they got, I get their voicemail. You know, and, and here's the thing, is I think there are people that you think God's kind of like that with you. You know, I hope they don't answer because I really don't want to use them. Yeah, I really don't want to speak to them. This is my favorite over here. This is the person I want to speak to most. Let me tell you something. The Bible says God is no respecter of persons. I'm not special because I'm on this stage. I'm special because of God's call on my life. That's it. It's nothing about me personally. And the same thing with you. It's not about us. It's all about him, right? It's all about him. It's, and you have unique genetics. You have unique DNA. There's no one like you. And so therefore, God can use you in a unique and special way. And that should keep you from getting upset or jealous or envious of other people because that's their call. That's what God has for their life. But guess what? God has something for your life. God has something unique. God has something special because you are a special child to him. If you believe that, give him some praise right now. I just think that'd be worth thanking him for. But he comes again and again and again. And here's what triggers the ability Maybe you want to write this word down that triggers the ability of hearing from God that we see in this story is surrender. Yeah, he he just surrenders. He says, here's what you need to do, boy. Boy, when you, you go back and you lay down and quit bothering me, waking me up in the night, uh, when, when you get back there, then this time, why don't you just surrender? Lord, I'm listening. I'm listening. Lord, help me. Wouldn't it be great if over these 21 days you prayed that kind of prayer? Lord, I'm surrendered to you. At the beginning of 2021, I'm surrendering the year to you. I'm surrendering my future to you. I'm surrendering these kids to you, Lord. I'm surrendering my marriage. I'm surrendering my finances. I'm surrendering my spirit to you. Speak because I want to be on your frequency. How many people in this house today, you want to get on God's frequency? You want to hear from him more than anything else that is possible. And I'm telling you, you don't have to be perfect to hear. You just have to be in tune. And a humble heart, it just ushers in the voice of God. As you humble yourself before the Lord, it just gives you fresh ears to be. Because how many of you know this? You can't tell anything to a know it all. Do you, do you have any of those in your life? You know, they, they, you, you know, when you start telling a story, they are not listening. They're getting anxious for me to take a breath so that they can jump in and top my story. Huh? You got any people like that? 
that, that they know it all. And, and so when you know it all, you don't need to listen to anybody else because you know it all. And, and here's what happens is God didn't speak to Eli. He didn't speak to the professional preacher. He didn't speak to the priest in this situation. Instead, he speaks to a 12-year-old boy. And, and I don't know about you, but I always want to be young before the Lord. I want to be young in my commitment. I want to be young in my worship. I want to be young in my surrender. I want to be young in my serving and in my giving. I don't want my relationship with God to get old. I want it to stay fresh. I don't want to get old with God. That's the reason why Jesus said, you need to receive this kingdom like a child. Now, when he talks about like a child, he's not talking about being childish, but being childlike. In other words, when you're a child, you're pliable. You're moldable. You're elastic. You're, you're able to stretch. You're able to do things. And, and some of us, we, we've gotten a little too, too set and too fixed and too stale. That's why growth track's so important. See, when you go to growth track, you find out, well, there are opportunities to serve I didn't even know about. I didn't even know they had that. I didn't even know they had that situation. I, I didn't even know there was that kind of uh, volunteer position. See, and here's the thing. In growth track, we even let older people go. You don't have to be young to go to growth track. You can be older and go to growth track and discover how you're wired. And if you're not serving, let me tell you something, you're not receiving either all God has for you. Because the reason God gives you something, we're going to see this in a moment, is so you can pass it on to somebody else. It's not just for your benefit. So if you're not serving and feeling that flow of God, let me tell you something, you need to get there. You need to have it happen. So let me give you a few things that I see in this story that'll help you to have better hearing. All right, if you want to improve your hearing, here, here's some things that, that I see in the life of Samuel is, first of all, his voice is in the verse, okay? God's voice is in the verse. That's the reason why we talk about reading the Bible. I, I do this every year. I read the Bible through every year. You say, well, Craig, don't you know the Bible by now? Uh, decently, all right? Because I've read it, I don't even know how many times now. Because I read it at least once a year through cover to cover. Besides all the study I do for you, this is just for me. I read the Bible through. And here's what happens. When I read the Bible through, the Bible goes through me. Because there's potential in the passage. All right? Somebody maybe type that in the chat right now. There's potential in the passage. You just never know when you're reading a passage of scripture if you'll mix the Holy Spirit 
into that passage, all right? If you get Holy Spirit eyes, Holy Spirit uh, awareness, Holy Spirit is the author of the Bible. He moved on people to write these things. And so when you get the author involved, help me out somebody, then all of a sudden the word will come alive. And, and I want you to notice that uh, Samuel was in a place of rest when he heard from God. Okay, he, he's just in a place of rest. He's just relaxed. In other words, he didn't have, you know, the TV on and his AirPods in, and, and he didn't have, you know, his tablet in his hand, and he didn't have a whole lot going on, and he wasn't chasing around. He wasn't like, God, are you under the, the table of the Lord? Are you back behind the laver? Are, are you back behind this wall or this tent or this part? Where are you, Lord? Or, and he didn't go from church to church, okay, looking to hear the voice of God. He didn't go from conference to conference saying, I, I just wonder, I wonder if the Lord's over here or whatever. No, he just, listen, somebody listen. You just stop and listen and God will find you. God will speak to you where you are. And, and so you, you've got to get tuned in where you are, and you'll hear his voice. So that's the reason why we, we have open prayer in the morning. That's the reason why we have Wednesday night time to come together during these 21 days. Because if you'll just make time for God, if you'll just get everything tuned off and, and tuned out, and you tune in, you can hear God's voice voice. Samuel wanted to get close. He said, let me sleep where God is. Let, let me be where he is, and I know I'll hear from him. Here's the second thing to write down. Is his, you, you need to value his voice overall, over everything else. So in other words, you eliminate all the competing voices. And Samuel's mom kind of set a tone for this because Samuel's mother was a praying mom. Come on, all you praying moms out there. You know, if you're a praying mom, God bless you. I know he does because I'm telling you, I'm here today. Other people are here today because of some praying moms. If you're here because of a praying mom, give up some praise to God. I thank God for a praying mom. As she brought him to church. It's one of the first things that... Samuel's mom did is bring him to church and, and to pray over him. Let me say something, parents. Pray before they're born, pray after they're born, and pray after they move out. You never stop praying. And here's one of the most important things you can pray is I pray that my child or my children value his voice in their lives. More than their friends, their peers, more than their professors when they get off to college, more than any other voice, even more than my voice. I pray, God, that they will value your voice because your voice is most important. I'm telling you, that is my story today. And you know, we, we want God to turn it, turn it up, you know? Could you get a little louder, God? Maybe change the letters on that 
billboard while I'm driving by on 36. And I want you to know God is not a screamer. While we're wanting God to speak up, I think while we're wanting to tune him to turn up his voice, he's wanting us to turn down all the volume around us. We're going to talk next week, and we've talked before about the whisper of God. See, when it's real quiet, you can hear a whisper. And I think God enjoys whispering because here's what you have to do to hear a whisper. You have to get close. And see, as our father, he wants us to get close. He doesn't want to have to yell across town to us. He wants us to get up close. And Samuel got up close. And as he got up close, God spoke to him. My prayer is your goal during these 21 days will be that you grow closer to God. That you'll come out of this 21 days. I believe I'm, I'm closer than I was seven days ago after spending this week with the Lord in special prayer. And I believe after 21 days, you'll have the same thing happen, that you'll be closer to him maybe than ever before. Here's the third thing to write down, is share what he says. See, the reason why God speaks to you is not usually just for you. It's for somebody else's benefit, too, because Samuel did this. He shared what the Lord told him because other people need to hear what God is doing in your life. It inspires other people to hear that God is working in your life. When you hear it from other people, it inspires you. And that's the reason why life groups are so important. That's the reason why getting together with other people, whether you're an online life group, okay, and you're, and you're just uh, getting on Zoom calls and, and all, but you're still sharing life and your story of how God spoke to you on Tuesday. I was in the church. I, I was there early. I was going on my way to work, and I, I got up early that day. I went, and I hung out in the worship center, and God spoke to me about this. You know what that does? That fires somebody else up. Man, that's God at work. Hello? It, it inspires other people, and, and it helps other people to be inspired to be all God wants them to be. So bottom line is, if you're not in a group, you need to get in one, and if you say, well, I can't find a group I like, well, then we'll help you start one, and you can pick the people you like, all right? You can pick the people you like and you can start a group because it's so important for us to share what God speaks to us. God speaks so I can share it to somebody else. And the good thing, again, is no matter how imperfect you are, no matter how much baggage is in your life, no matter what, I, I'm telling you, God can use anybody to speak to anybody. I, I could even tell you a story today how God used a donkey, and there are other names for donkey, and, 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 you, and God used a donkey to speak to a guy in the Bible. God can use anybody. Hello, somebody, help me out. He can even use you, all right? He can even use you. 
And here's the next thing to write down is do what he says. He speaks to you and he looks for people to speak to that will do what he says. Samuel isn't just a hearer of the word. He becomes a doer of the word. And obedience, listen to this, obedience is our love language to God. See, when we obey God, it says, hey, I love you. Don't you teach that to your kids? You know, if your kid is just, you know, not doing anything you've asked them to do, and they come up to you, I love you, Dad. You say, well, if you love me, get busy, right? If you love me, get busy. Because I've said some things, and you're not doing them. And God says, I, I, I can't tell you anymore because you're already not doing what I told you before. And, and so what we've got to do is we've got to obey him. And when I walk in obedience, listen to this, it releases God's destiny for my life. When I say I'm going to turn up your voice and turn down the other voice, then God begins to work as destiny in my life. When I turn up the other voices and turn down the voice of God, listen, that's the reason why you get so confused. That's the reason why you waffle. That's the reason why you, you struggle with life. Obedience brings destiny in our lives. It releases it. Look at 1 Samuel chapter 3, the next few verses in 19 and 20. The Lord was with Samuel as he grew up. So we're going to fast forward here from 12, and, and then he grows up. And it says, all that time, he did not let, he let none of Samuel's words fall to the ground. And all Israel, from Dan to Beersheba, recognized. What they recognized? That Samuel was attested as a prophet of the Lord. In other words, that guy hears from God. That's what people said. As, as he got older, as he moved through his teenage years, and as he became a young adult, here's what happened. People said, that guy hears from God. Wouldn't it be great? Come on, young people. If people older than you knew, you hear from the Lord. Wouldn't that be awesome? Wouldn't it be awesome if your friends and other people say, you know what, I'm telling you, I know they got their issues and everything, but they hear from the Lord. They hear from God. Young people, listen, because of an early choice that Samuel made to stay close, to listen, to be in the right place, to be close to God. When they open the house, I want to be there. I want to obey God. Whatever he shares with me, I'm going to share it. I'm going to let his word flow from my lips. Whatever he puts in my spirit, I'm going to let it flow out of my life. Let me tell you something. God used this man as much as any other man in the whole Bible. He's the one that got to anoint the very first king of Israel. And listen, here's the good news. Even though he didn't hear it right the first time, and he didn't get it right the second time, 
and he didn't get it right the third time. God continually reached out to him. And I want to say to somebody here today that you can believe that too because that same God of the second, third, and fourth chance is that same God today and he can speak through you. He can speak to you and through you. He'll do the same for everyone here and somebody watching today. If you've walked away from God and, and you say, well, I, you know, Craig, that's, that's all good, but you're talking about somebody else. No, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you right now. God will speak to you. I know you've been through stuff. I know you've made some bad choices and whatever, but he's still willing and able to speak to you so he can speak through you to his glory and to his honor. Listen, you don't have to be perfect. You just stay close to him. When I was in grade school, I used to do my homework a lot of times on our kitchen counter. And it was, it was, I think we called it a snack bar. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You know, it was a snack bar. And uh, we would eat up there a lot of times, and, and uh, there were stools. And, and so one night, uh, I'm up there doing my homework, and the teacher giving us a paper that we were supposed to take home and, and uh, answer all the questions and everything, bring it back the next day. And so I'm up there doing my homework, and as I'm writing down the answers and I, uh, I'm opening the book, finding the answers to the questions, I notice that my paper had uh, like smudging on it. And I thought, oh no, what is that? And I, I realized there was some kind of greasy something on that snack bar counter and got on my paper. And it's the only paper I had, you know? And I got to take this to school the next day. And I don't know if you've ever seen this, but when food gets on paper, greasy food or whatever, it almost like the paper turns translucent. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You know, it kind of gets translucent. And so my paper looked all smudgy and weird and everything. But I'm like, well, it's the only paper I got. And I thought, I guess as long as the answers show up, then that's what's important. And so I just went ahead and filled in and, and everything, and I took my paper to school the next day, and the teacher did one of these things that they used to do in grade school. Maybe you remember this. That the teacher would often say, okay, uh, we're going to grade the papers. Trade your paper with the person next to you. Anybody remember that? And so I give my paper to the dude over in the, the, the desk, seated next to me, and he gives me his paper, and we're grading the papers and, and everything, teachers announcing the answers, and we're going along, and we get clear down to the bottom, and, and uh, we're finishing up, and I notice him looking at my paper, and he's like all, all bothered by my paper, and I'm kind of like, okay, dude, I know, it, my paper's jacked up, you know, it's messed up. But it, it, I got the answers there, you know? And he's still looking at it. And we're like finishing it up and, and the teacher's saying, okay, now total things. And I notice as I'm totaling his paper, minding my own business, okay? Totaling up his paper, he gets up. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> and, and, 
because I, I knew he was just looking at that. And, and, and next thing I know, he is walking up to the table. Come back. Come, come back here. Come back here. And he is just on a mission. And I'm sitting toward the back of the classroom, and I'm watching him. And he lays the paper down, and he's like pointing at my spots. I knew what he was doing. And he's like pointing at my spots on my paper. And the teacher says, well, I don't know what that is, but I think Craig might have got his gravy of his dinner last night on his paper or something like that. And I thought, oh, great. Just announce it to everybody. My paper's a mess and everything. I'm like, that's not what's important. What's important, I get the right answers on it. And, and you know, you may be saying, well, Craig, what's that story got to do with this story here today? I want you to know that you may not be perfect, okay? And you may have some gravy stains on you. You may have some mess on you. You may have some junk and some crud and some all kinds of stuff that the word, maybe your paper's even a little bit crumbled up and, and janky and whatever, but I'm here to tell you that's not what's important. What's important is that God can put the right answers into your life. He can still speak to you. You're watching right now, and maybe you feel like I'm too wrinkled up. I'm too messed up. I've had too much gravy dumped on me in my life. There's no way God could speak to me, and I'm here to tell you that we serve a God who's able to flatten out the paper. He's able to cause it to be able to be written again and be able to put his word into your heart. If you believe that, give him a shout of praise. All you got to do today is say this, what Eli, it's the best thing that Eli maybe ever said in his whole life. He told this 12-year-old boy, just go back. I think he'll, he'll call again. He's got to redial. He'll call again. And this time, just surrender. And say, speak, Lord, because I'm listening. You're watching today. And God knew you'd be watching so that he could tell you, I'm not finished with you yet. I'm not done with you yet. Yeah, you've gotten wrinkled up. Yeah, you've had some stuff spill on you. Yeah, you've had some things come your way, but I'm still ready to send my word into your life, and he'll do it today. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you're the God of the first, second, third, fourth chance. God, that your grace and your mercy goes beyond my comprehension. Today, I pray, God, those of us who maybe have gotten too busy, too stale, too rigid, would get a little bit more flexible today. We'd get stretched out a little bit more. And we'd become a little more childlike, hearing your voice and responding to you. Maybe you're here today and you say, Craig, man, I know that I, I get too busy. 
I get, I get so caught up in what's going on in the world and whatever around me, and there's so much going on, but I, I don't want to get so caught up that I miss God in my life, that I miss his voice. So today I'm praying that I'll just be in a state of rest before the Lord where he can speak to me. If that's your prayer, would you just raise a hand And if you're in this room? and If you're on the chat right now, just say, that's me. And let's pray. Father, I pray for every person who needs to tune out some things so that they can tune in to you. God, I'm speaking to some 12-year-olds. I'm speaking to some 15-year-olds. I'm, I'm speaking to some 18-year-olds. I'm speaking to some 80-year-olds, maybe. That It's not too late. It's, it's now. We need to tune in to you. So God, I pray that we would be like Samuel. We just say, speak. Your servant is listening. Maybe there's others of you that today, you need to surrender your stains to the Lord. You know, your stains are not what's important. His stains, his blood stains of what he poured out that's what's important because his stains can make your stains white as snow. And if you're here today or you're watching online and you need God to wash away your past, he specializes in being the God of the second chance, the third chance, the fourth chance. I don't know what it is for you, but I do know that he specializes in redial. And if somehow along life's journey, you've rejected his call today, you can allow God to speak fresh and new into you. And if that's your prayer, if that's your heart, will you just raise a hand if you're in this room? If you're on the chat, just stretch your hand toward the screen right now. And I'm going to lead in a prayer. Just pray it right after me and believe it in your heart. And I believe that God's going to make you new today. Let's pray. Heavenly Father. Thank you for sending Jesus to leave a stain on that cross of his blood that paid for my stains, that paid for my sin. And so today I accept all of your sacrifice for me so that I can live for you. As much as I know how, I surrender my life. Thank you for coming in and making me new. From this day forward, I want to serve you with my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Church family, let's welcome those who prayed that prayer. So awesome. Every week, uh, we have people committing, not just in this room, but also online. And again, it's your generosity that has allowed us to be able to make the change, to be able to reach inside and outside the walls all at the same time. And so thank you again uh, for your generous heart and generous life and also for your serving. Remember, we have people who have served the Lord this week, opening this building every day from 6 to 8 so that you can come and find a place of prayer. Wednesday night, 7 to 8, a whole different, a, a little bit different format, 
and, and uh, uh, Ashley's got a word for us this Wednesday. You don't want to miss it. And so we'll be here uh, to just collectively come together, and God's going to speak to us on Wednesday night, so you don't want to miss it. Let's stand together. Our worship team is getting ready to come and lead us in a final song of worship as they do. We'll be dismissed from the back toward the front, but let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the Spirit of the Lord in this place today. Go with us. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And I pray, God, that this will be maybe the most tuned-in week that we've ever had with you. In Jesus' name, amen.